Hey, I just want to give a quick shout out to my people over at Pine Cove Summer Camps. They have been supporting the Still Coloring Podcast. And I mean, these guys have been in business, y'all, for over 50 years. They have so much experience when it comes to camp ministry. And let me tell you this, I got super excited, like super excited, because they finally brought their overnight youth camp to Georgia, the Springs. Pine Cove Springs is for kids, um, I think like third through the ninth grade. And what's exciting about that for our family is that our daughter Dylan is officially in the third grade. She's eight years old. She's a spunky little strong-willed girl and she is officially going to summer camp this summer at Pine Cove Springs. We are beyond excited. We are such big fans of the camp. The truth is the reason why we're big fans is because I've got an extroverted daughter who loves Jesus and she needs more environments, more people around her that love Jesus too, that are fun and engaging and safe because y'all know we are all about safe places. And Pine Cove Camps offers really, really safe places. And then they have incredible counselors that aren't just like sitting on the sidelines being all weird, but they're engaging with the the campers. And I, I can't wait for Dylan to get back and be like, I have a new best friend. I have a new mentor. I have someone else in my life outside of you, mom, who's telling me that Christ is amazing and that I'm amazing and that he loves me very, very much. And I want to invite you to start a brand new tradition for your own children or your child at Pine Cove Springs this summer. So all you got to do is just go to pinecove.com. You can use my special code. It's Tony250, T-O-N-I-250, for $250 off for first-time overnight youth camp registration for any of Pine Cove camp locations. I hope maybe, I don't know, that we'll see each other there and we'll get excited about our kids going to camp. Yeah. Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, come on. Well, hello, my still coloring listeners. It's Tony, and I got to say thank you so very much for tuning in to this season's podcast. It's been incredible, y'all. I mean, truthfully, I I still can't believe some days that I am a whole podcaster out here, okay? And that I have seasons and seasons of podcasts and I get to bless people by just being myself and interviewing my friends and having a good old time. This season was super special. The theme was all around this beautiful idea of becoming more whole. And I said this many times on each episode. The truth is that we don't become fully whole on this side of heaven. But instead, we are on a journey, a journey day by day, second by second to become a little bit more healed, a little bit closer to Jesus, a little bit more sanctified and refined, a little bit more whole. And while we can't reach this beautiful place where we've been replanted into Eden, what we can do is do our best to lean on our source who is God and our resources like the Still Coloring Podcast, like these interviews, like counseling, like all of the books and devotionals and things that people put out there to help us become the best version of ourselves. And so that's what this season was all about. 
we kicked the season off with the one and the only (laughs) Priscilla Shire. And gosh, that episode was just, my goodness, so good and so rich. Then we had Lisa Whittle who talked about the God who knows. I got to sit down with my girl, Rebecca Lyons, and talking about building a resilient life. Because let me just tell you something right now, honey. You need to be resilient to become more whole. Can we just get an amen for that one? Uh, We also talked about getting parenting right, right? Like just trying to get our kids to be more whole themselves in a really broken and fallen world with Sandra Stanley and then Deborah Folletta. Jesus, she dropped so many gems. We talked about resetting your life, managing your emotions, being able to become more whole in the areas of emotion. And then my girl Michelle Williams came on in hot and talked about depression and how difficult it is when you're depressed and how joy seems so far and you seem numb, but there are small little practical steps that you can take. How do you eat an elephant, folks? One bite at a time. I know that sounds a little bit weird, but (laughs) that's what we talked about, the one step at a time um, strategy to overcoming depression. And then we ended this thing with my girl, Amanda Pittman. Oh, so good. I mean, there, I, I might drop so many times on that episode. Let me just tell you that because Amanda is just she's a well of knowledge and of just depth and wisdom. And she's just helping people be confident in who they are all over the world. And so I hope that you enjoyed this season. For this bonus episode, I wanted to share a story with you and also some really practical tips to becoming more whole. It's my desire that You would not only have just listened to this incredible season with all these great guests, but that you would actually get some information that could help you right now. And maybe, maybe you didn't listen to any of the other episodes. You were just like, whatever, I don't care about those. I'm going to the bonus one. That's okay too. I want you to know that right here in this episode is freedom. It's knowledge. And it's just me, your girl, Tony, your hope coach, The leader of the still coloring tribe, the person that screams from the rooftops, broken crayons really do still color. I'm right here with you. Oh, snap, y'all. I have such an exciting company to tell y'all about. It's called Go Rings and they do permanent jewelry, y'all. And I've even got like two permanent bracelets that I got from them already. Like I'm obsessed, okay? It's an everyday jewelry brand that gives forward to support missions and ministries. Their jewelry is long lasting. It's waterproof. It's tarnish free, hyperallergenic. It won't be turning your wrist green out here. Plus it's ethically made and real affordable too. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to gorings.com and use my code Tony, T-O-N-I, to buy two items. And guess what? Oh, this is going to get real good. You get one free. That's right. Buy two items, get one free. On the website, you can also learn more about Go Rings' partnership program. If you've got a mission or a cause that you're really passionate about, Go Rings would love to partner with you. And they even offer one-month partnerships for people fundraising to go and do what God has called them to do. That could be a mission trip or an adoption, an unpaid internship or just to support like your favorite ministry. Go Rings partners drive sales for that one month and earn 30% of everything sold with their code. So grab yourself some jewelry. You'll never want to take off. I promise you go to gorings.com. I know you'll love it. Hey, I want you to lean into this. Have you ever asked questions like, why am I going through this? 
What if this never gets better? Does God really care about me? Well, listen, when life falls apart, it's real easy to feel alone and slip into despair, disillusioned with God, hopeless about the future and doubting your faith. Listen, I want to tell you about a resource because y'all know how I am. I believe that God is our ultimate source, but we got to tap into resources to help us get through this crazy, broken, imperfect world and life that we live. I want to encourage you to check out this new seven session study called Desperate for Hope, Questions We Ask God in Suffering, Loss, and Longing. It's written by my girl, Vanita Reisner. Vanita tackles the hard questions and offers a scriptural framework to help you find hope in your pain. And y'all know, I feel like there's hope in pain. Trust me when I say she will be a gracious guide through this difficult topic, walking with you as you meet women in the Bible who suffered loss and sharing her own experience of longing and grief. In the end, after you finish all of the sessions, you'll find that the answers to your deepest questions can be found in the character, the goodness, and the sovereignty of God. To learn more about this seven-session Bible study, visit lifeway.com slash desperate for hope. So here's the story. There was a moment in my life when I was attending church, but not only that, I was a youth pastor. I become a minister at a church and I was not ready to do that. I mean, truly, it was my first church. I had barely gotten up off the salvation bus. Hello, somebody. And I was a fan of God, not a follower. And if you're wondering, okay, like, how do you differentiate fan versus follower? Like, what actually does that mean? Well, there is a real difference, okay? Let me just tell you that. Because a fan of God can just call themselves a Christian. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm doing my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they ain't living like it. A fan of God goes to church even and belts out worship from the rooftops, right? But they don't actually worship God during the week. A fan of God be like, I be praying, but they only really be praying when they need something. Okay. A follower of God, a follower of God surrenders every single day, their lives, everything that they have. A follower of God has a deep and intentional relationship with him. They're not worried about religion. They're not worried about knowing all the worship songs. They're not worried even about knowing every scripture. They're concerned and deeply invested in their relationship and knowing God. A follower also pursues holiness, but also wholeness and healing so that they not only sound like God, but they look like him too in the way that they treat people and the way that they live and show up in the world. And so I was a fan and I deeply wanted to become a follower. And I remember after divorce and church hurt and all the things I turned to God and was like, play up. You're going to have to show up. Mm-mm. You're going to have to show up out here, okay? You're going to have to do it. Like all them people that's like, oh, I heard from the Lord. I need to hear from you, okay? And I remember I was living in this apartment, and I gave this woman a tour um, of the space. She wanted to do an event in our apartments, and I was doing, like, events and stuff for apartments. And at the end of our visit, we were in the garage and she turns around and she was like, I have a word for you. I said, what you talking about, girl? And she said, yeah, I got a word for you. And I was like, okay. And she started telling me all these things about my daughter and how God would actually use my daughter. And sis didn't even know I had a daughter. Y'all didn't even tell her. 
She knew all my life, girl. She, I mean, she was like for real prophesying. And how my husband would be the very person that would redeem my life and show me the love of Christ. I mean, it was crazy. And she invites me to her church. And she's like, we have these healing and prophetic services I think you should come to. I was like, oh, Jesus. Okay, girl. And so I went. Because I was, again, in this season where I had gotten out of divorce and gotten remarried. And I was still trying to figure everything out. And, oh, my gosh, it was crazy. And this woman had invited me to church. And I was like, all right, sis, I'm in. So I go to this healing and prophetic service, y'all. And when I tell you I sit in the nosebleed seats, I mean, I sat in the seats that was against the back of the wall behind the pews. Like, the seats that wasn't even for the, for the visitors. They was for the, like, volunteer people, okay? I sat there. Because I was like, surely nobody's going to notice me. And this service is amazing. I mean, truly, it's so dope. And um, I remember there's a point of the service where they were like, all right, here's what we want you to do. We want everybody to get up and partner up. And I was like, mm -mm, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. Don't nobody come up to me. I'm sitting in the nosebleed seats. I ain't even supposed to be out here. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Healing prophetic service. I'm nervous. Well, this guy comes up to me. I said, dang it. <laughs> and he's so kind. Deacon Robert, I'll never forget. This sucker came up to me and said, ladies first. I said, oh, Jesus, Robert, you don't even know. I'm over here trying to hear from the Lord, okay? What are you talking about? And so, y'all, I made it up. I did. I said to this brother, I said, okay, so, like, God loves you. And, like, very much. And, um... He is also very proud of you. I didn't know what I was talking about. Okay. I'm, I'm going to just be 100% honest. I mean, I again, I made it up, y'all. And this poor man turns to me and he said, thank you. I said, okay. <laughs> then he goes, I just feel like the Lord is telling me to tell you to read the psalm of your birth year. The psalm of your birth year, 90, 91. I said, excuse me, Deacon Robert. He said, yes, I just feel like the Lord is leading you to the psalm. Y'all, my birthday is July 19th, 1991. I said, hold up now. Wait a minute, Deacon Robert. How you know all my business? I didn't actually say this, but I thought it in my brain. I could not wait to get to my car, y'all, and read Psalm 91. So I go to my car really quickly. Service ends. I'm sitting in my car and I read Psalm 91 and it means nothing to me, y'all. Not even kidding. Not even kidding. It literally means nothing to me. And I'm sitting here like, Lord, Deacon Robert ain't got no power. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, it was so shocking, but I just kept it moving. Because the truth is, I said, no, I'm going after God, okay? Like, this is my season to have a deep and intentional relationship with God, and he gonna have to answer me, okay? And so I signed up for the spiritual encounter. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm about to get real deep out here. I'm going to the spiritual encounter. I'm about to do my thing. So I end up going and it's super deep, y'all. Oh my goodness, it's so deep. And so deep that like when you get there, they have you in these cabins and you're like with other people and they're asking you these like just super intimate questions. Like what's your deepest lie and all these things. And there's moments in the day where you literally have to like go silent for like two hours and just go hang with God. And y'all know I'm an extrovert. I like to talk. Okay. I'm over here sneaking out of the, um, the sessions and I'm whispering to people like, Hey, you want to go hang out? They're like, no, we have quiet time. I'm like, Oh, we're serious. Okay. So I remember, um, one of the first sessions where we were taking this two hours with God, 
I, I went and they gave us these prompts and I sat down by this lake and I had this little journal, so cute, doing my thing. And one of the prompts was, what's your biggest lie? And I was just like, I don't know, Lord, like, tell me. And I start feeling kind of this impression on my heart, like started to think about like all the times I was a little girl and I was, you know, sexually manipulated by older men or family members. And, and then the times when I was exposed to drugs and pornography. And I think my biggest lie had been that I wasn't safe or protected, that there was no one there to protect me, that God wasn't going to protect me. And it is what it is. And so we go back into the session. They have these dry erase boards and they say, go write your lie. So I write my lie and I'm like, dang, like, wow, God, thank you so much. So we go to another quiet time and the prompt is ask God to give you like a vision of how he sees you. And I go to my little quiet place again for two hours. Can't talk to nobody. And I ask God, like, how do you see me? And I'm just sitting there and I'm just with my eyes closed. And I just start envisioning myself in a field. And I've got this long dress on and I'm just frolicking around like I'm just spinning around and nothing can touch me. And it, it like it's just me in this field and I'm so free. And I remember looking at myself like it was almost like I can see myself in this field and all around me were like animals that were trying to come after me like lions and stuff like that. And But they could never like touch me. I was still like spinning around it's like I didn't even see them. And I wrote this down in my journal. Literally, I still have this journal to this day. And it was beautiful. And I left that retreat. And y'all, seriously, I got so close to God. I went home. I started having like daily quiet time with him. And I remember I'm sitting on my black leather couch from Ikea. I don't even know why I said leather. Pleather. All right. Fake leather couch from Ikea. And I'm, you know, journaling with God again. And I'm hearing his voice and all these things. And then I say, God, what scripture would you have me read today? And he says, Psalm 91. I'm serious. I, I feel this impression on my heart, like this thought pop into my brain, like Psalm 91. And I said, well, no, player. We already, uh, <laughs> we already been down that road. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. And so I close my eyes again and I say, okay, God, be for real this time. <laughs> okay. Be for real this time. And he impresses on my heart again. Psalm 91. And so me trying my best to be a little obedient, okay, I crack my Bible open and I start reading Psalm 91, the message version. And it says, you who sit down in the high God's presence, spend the night in Shaddai's shadow, say this, God, you're my refuge. I trust in you and I'm safe. Y'all, I was weeping, weeping on my couch. Because this was my lie. God, you're not protecting me. Where were you when I was just a little girl exposed to pornography? Where were you when darkness entered my story? Where were you in that toxic and abusive marriage? Where were you? I didn't believe I was safe. I didn't believe that he was protecting me. That he really deeply loved me and cared for me. And now here I am. In his word. A psalm that he appointed me to. Psalm 91. It keeps going. It says, that's right. He rescues you from hidden traps, shields you from deadly hazards. His huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them, you're perfectly safe. 
His arms fend off all harm. Fear nothing, not wild wolves in the night, not flying arrows in the day, not disease that prowls through the darkness, not disaster that erupts at high noon. Even though others succumb all around, drop like flies right and left, no harm will even graze you. You'll stand untouched, watch it all from a distance, watch the wicked turn into corpses. Yes, because God's your refuge, the high God your very own home. Evil can't get close to you. Harm can't get through the door. He ordered his angels to guard you wherever you go. If you stumble, they'll catch you. Their job is to keep you from falling. Check this part out. <laughs> it's about to get good. You'll walk unharmed among lions and snakes and kick young lions and serpents from the path. Y'all, this was my vision. Me in a field, frolicking around, feeling so free, there were animals literally trying to come after me and they couldn't even touch me. God showed me. And then he led me to his word. The rest of the scripture says, if you'll hold on to me for dear life, says God, I'll get you out of any trouble. I'll give you the best of care. If you only get to know and trust me, call me and I'll answer. Be at your side in bad times. I'll rescue you, then throw you a party. I'll give you a long life, give you a long drink of salvation. God was coming for me, y'all. Coming for me. And it was because I decided to come for him. Hey fam, here's a really cool thing that maybe many of you don't know about me. I got my master's degree in biblical and theological studies from Denver Seminary. I, for real y'all, waddled myself across the stage at eight months pregnant with my son Sammy after three years of going deep into the scripture and understanding God's word even more. I remember when I decided to go to seminary and I had been in years and years of ministry and being a mom and all the other things and I just felt the Lord say, hey, it's time to go deep, not wide with my word and with understanding who I am through my word. I love Denver Seminary, y'all. I mean, I'm like its biggest fan for real, because for more than 70 years, Denver has prepared and sent thousands of graduates into the world. They've equipped people. They've challenged people both personally and educationally. They have a heart for the gospel and devotion to scholarly excellence. Like I can personally say this is all so true. Denver Seminary's community is represented by more than 50 denominations, y'all. And it's uniquely known for demonstrating steadfast dedication to the unchanging foundations of biblical faith. They offer several fully accredited degree options to students who are fully online, or you can do some on-campus stuff or a blended delivery model. I mean, it's just really, really cool. And it's honestly only a snapshot of why so many people attend Denver Seminary. So here's what I want you to do. If you've ever thought about studying God's word more intently about going to seminary, I want you to head on over to denverseminary.edu slash coloring. All right, I'm gonna say that one more time for the people in the back. denverseminary.edu slash coloring. Check it out. Let me know what you think. And of course, like DM me, send me an email, ask me any questions about seminary. I got you. 
So fun facts about me. There's two things I really do love in this world, and that's studying God's word and real cute jewelry, okay? So one of our podcast sponsors, Dear Mushka, combines both of the things that I love. They combine God's word and really beautiful jewelry, and I actually got the opportunity to head to Tennessee and spend a few days with Dear Mushka's founder, Katie Lewis, my girl Katie, and she is just amazing, y'all. And I got some cutie jewelry that I've actually been wearing ever since I left her, okay? We're just going to be real about that. Here's what's amazing about the company. Each Dear Mushka piece is designed with meaning and purpose, and there's reflective scripture that's attached to each one, and they help equip you to teach other people about what the jewelry means. There's a corresponding verse card that you can carry around, like in your purse or your bathroom mirror or in your refrigerator. It's just beautiful also here's the really cool thing they put together these like care packages these gift boxes that you can design and specify to a mother's day holiday or a wedding baby shower teacher appreciation i mean all the things even specific things like adoptive and birth moms and encouraging women through infertility loss i mean they're just incredible so here's what i want you to do today head to dearmushka.com to see all the latest cutie designs and even some of the jewelry that i got so we can be twinsies and still coloring podcast listeners get a real special discount that's right use my discount code just tony my name t-o-n-i at the checkout to get 20 percent off your purchase let me know if you get some cute pieces i want to see all your pictures it's interesting because i asked myself the question like why, when sweet Deacon Robert told me about Psalm 91, it didn't mean anything to me? Why now is this sudden breakthrough and revelation? Like, I don't understand. Well, it was because I didn't have eyes to see and ears to hear. It's because I wasn't pursuing him deeply. When I did pursue him deeply, he revealed himself to me, not only in that moment, but that he was there all along. He didn't want darkness to happen in my story. He didn't want me to be a little girl exposed to darkness. He didn't want me to lose my virginity at 13. He didn't want me to start smoking, drinking, popping, drinking, I mean, twerking all the things in high school. He didn't want that for me. He wanted to protect me all along. And if I'm honest, there were so many things he did protect me from, y'all. So many. So many nights I should have been dead. So many times I should have been pregnant with multiple baby daddies, okay? Because of all the sex I had. He protected me in so many ways in the best way that he could. When we live in a world mixed with brokenness and people do bad things and free will, God was protecting me. I just didn't have eyes to see and ears to hear. Here's the reason why I tell you this story why it's so deeply connected to the theme of this podcast season of becoming more whole. It's because our earthly relationships can easily define our heavenly relationship with God. The way that we allow ourselves to be exposed to other people, the way that we protect ourselves or leave ourselves unprotected from people, the more it influences the way that we see God. The truth is, the reason why I thought that God wasn't safe and he wasn't protecting me is because I thought God was like the men in my life that left me feeling unsafe and unprotected. But he wasn't. He isn't. He isn't like humans. He isn't like us. 
But if we're not careful, we can be easily swayed to think that he's just like the person we let in our life when we should have recognized that red flag and let them go. If you want to become more whole on this earth, we got to make sure that we're protecting our hearts and our minds and our spirits because it all matters, friend. It all matters and you have a God that loves you so deeply that he wants you exposed to really good things in this world. He wants you to feel loved and seen and soothed and safe and secure. As our friend Dr. Kurt Thompson says, we all come into this world looking for someone looking for us. We need people that will be like Jesus with skin on, as my friend Ann Voskamp says, that will show us the love and mercy and grace of God. To be a reflection of him in our lives as we trudge through this fallen, broken, crazy world who's around you who have you allowed to speak into your life are you pursuing healthy relationships where people really see you where they choose to soothe you when you need it people that are safe and ain't messy and all gossipy and stuff because whether we like it or not it will ultimately shape the way that we see god we're human it is what it is We see people and we interface with people and we project that same thing onto God and who he is. And it's not to say that any of us will be perfect. But it is to say that maybe we can be the people that we long to have in our own lives. Maybe we can start doing our best to be more trustworthy, to deeply see people, to help soothe people when they're feeling lost and down. To help people feel more secure by just showing up time and time and time again. I think my hope for you in this season is that you'd have some faith in yourself. That you can make it. That you can be a better version of yourself tomorrow. And that if you access the source of all goodness, our God, coupled with resources that can help you heal and become more whole, man. I just think you can do it. I think that you can be, gosh, (laughs) what I feel like I am now. Redeemed. Restored. And more whole. I just personally believe that redemption will look so good on you. So go get it, friends. Let me pray for you. Lord, I just thank you so much for this gosh, platform, that I get to do this. Sitting up in my closet with my mic, kids asleep, telling people that there's hope. There's more wholeness to be found. There's more healing to fight for. And that there's more hope on the other side of our brokenness. God, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would be with your sons and daughters, that you'd be close to the brokenhearted, that you would revive those that are crushed in spirit, and that you would begin to impress on their hearts sweet things, visions of how you see them, new names that you want to give them, scriptures that you want to guide them to, 
all of that? Would you do that for your sons and daughters, God? We love you very much. And it's in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you enjoy the Still Coloring podcast, I want to encourage you, man. Share it. Get on social media. Tag me. I'm going to repost it. Share it. Tell people to check it out at TonyJCollier.com backslash podcast. Spread hope in this world. That's why I do this. So that as many people as possible will know that they can be more whole. That There are resources out there. That there are people that are with them in the trenches. And that they're not alone. Would you do that today? Would you just tell somebody about the podcast? And let them know that I'm a little bit crazy before they come over here. Okay? Shoot. Boop. But that I love Jesus. (laughs) And I love his people so very much. Have a good one. Hey, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am so absolutely grateful to hold the stories of brokenness that we get to share with you and the honor that it is to point you to both resources and ultimately to our source, Jesus Christ. If you can't get enough of the show, we'd love for you to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and spread the word. If you've got someone in your life who you think would benefit from this show, don't keep it from them. And if Instagram is your thing, I want you to meet me there at Tony J. Collier. I'm a little wild, so buckle up. We'll see you next time as we all lean into the stories that help us claim hope and grit over our own lives. See you soon. The Still Coloring Podcast is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. It's produced by me, Tony Collier, and edited by Lindsay Barnett. The music is by my sweet husband, Sam Collier, of A Greater Story Ministries and Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics and the beautiful things that you see marketing the podcast is by Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy. And I'm your host, Tony. And I want to remind you of this. You can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley. Love you.